Blog Talk Radio.
the Lord viewers. Viewers, welcome to this mighty and very special program in which I'll be featuring the wedding of the Lamb of God. I'll be examining very, very clearly with you and to greater depth what exactly the wedding of the Lamb of God is, a day that is in other words also known as the day of rapture, the rapture of the church. And I will navigate you very clearly and carefully through the scripture to explain to even as to what the Bible says about the day of the wedding of the Lamb and the significance of that day into your lives as Christians, as people of the nations of the earth. What exactly is the importance of the wedding of the Lamb of God. I'll look at that. And how the Bible articulates that importance into the Christian walk. How does that relate to the life of a Christian? How does it affect your life as a Christian? And if it is such an important day, then how should the church prepare for this day? How ought the church to live 
in order to realize this very, very important day called the day of the wedding of the Lamb or the rapture. Hallelujah. Viewers, I want to start with a very, very mighty vision of the Lord when the Lord spoke with me regarding the wedding of the Lamb of God on the 1st of November, the year 2006, at about 3 a.m. in the morning, in a mighty visitation of the Lord God Almighty. And in that visitation of the Lord, I saw the tremendous visions of the Lord God Almighty. And the vision I saw was in the direction facing east, in which the sky opened, heaven opened into the sky. And as I was still looking at the open heaven in the sky, in that vision of the Lord, then came forth tremendous and overwhelming glory of the Lord God Almighty from heaven. And that glory began to pour into the otherwise dark sky. And in that vision of November 1, 2006 at 3 a.m. in the morning, as the glory came out from the inside of heaven, the glory gradually began to colonize the entire expanse and the sky, making the sky luminous. The sky began to illuminate, began to illuminate and radiate with a lot of the glory of the Lord in a spectacle that actually demonstrated the authority of the glory of the Lord. Because I could, in that vision, see that the darkness was gradually being conquered by the tremendous glory that came from heaven. And that glory came through the door, the entrance, that the Lord opened into the sky in that mighty vision of the Lord. But what was most fascinating, what was most amazing in this vision as I continued paying attention to the events, even as they unfolded, is the fact that eventually, then gradually, that same glory transformed the darkness that had consumed the earth, and the earth was lit up with the same glory of the Lord that had consumed the sky. And then as things rolled on, very, very carefully, I began to see a small tinge of what appeared to be golden within the radiant and brilliant glory of the Lord God Almighty inside heaven. And that little tinge of gold was growing in size so it was not static in that vision. And the more it drew closer to the entrance that God Almighty opened in the sky, the more I was clearly able to see what it was. And then I realized it was very golden. And then when that golden tinge within the glory of the Lord approached the entrance to heaven, then I realized they were two wedding rings. And the two wedding rings were very golden, made out of absolutely pure gold. And they were placed right at the entrance to heaven that stood open in the sky. And at that time, as the Lord God Almighty 
was showing this vision to me at 3 a.m. November 1, the year 2006. He began to tilt and flip the two wedding rings. Immediately he realized he had caught all my attention and I was completely absorbed and consumed and focused on the two wedding rings, golden and very glorious and very mighty wedding rings that now stood at the entrance to heaven that was open into the sky. The more I continued, uh, continued examining the two golden and glorious wedding rings, the more I realized that they are actually mirror images of one another. It's as though if you put a mirror against one of the rings, you'd see the other copy, you'd see the second ring. And he continued tilting them in the sky to enable me to see even the adornation and the decoration that had been placed upon the wedding rings, the amount of beautification that the Lord had taken time to endow the rings with. I was also able to see the inside part of the ring, the part that touches the, the finger when you wear a ring. And then gradually the Lord drew my attention to the upper part. You know, when one wears a ring, there is the part that shows that people see, the upper part that is exposed, that people see how your ring is beautified and decorated. He began to emphasize that part as he was tilting the wedding ring. And then, in a split moment, then came the voice of the Lord Almighty from heaven, from the inside depths of heaven, when he said, From today on, all authority in heaven and authority on the earth has been given to Christ Jesus. And then immediately after that, a serene silence consumed the sky again with the wedding ring still spotting the entrance to heaven that stood open in the sky. But at that time, I was now a little bit more enlightened about what the wedding rings spoke about. I was now able to understand that this was about the authority of God Almighty that has been given to Christ Jesus. Well, as I continued in that vision of 3 a.m. in the morning, focused on the wedding rings in the sky, still tilting, flipping, enabling me to see all the decorations, the beautifications, and the amount of effort that the Lord God Almighty had taken to develop the wedding rings, design them, produce them. Then came forth the second voice, the voice of the Lord God Almighty from the inside depths of heaven. And the voice I heard said, Look and see who is seated on the white horse. And I remember immediately after the voice, I looked slightly above the two wedding rings into heaven at the threshold of heaven and the sky, but inside heaven, on the inside part of heaven, I was now able to see a very mighty and most powerful, glorious horse. And the horse I saw 
was so powerful and very sturdy. I'd never, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And that horse presented a demeanor. He presented a stance as though he were prepared. Look, I am ready. I can be released any time from now. The, lo the horse looked like he was very ready and any minute he would be released. And then after that, as I still watched on the powerful, mighty, and most glorious study horse in heaven, as heaven stood open, then the horse left. And the horse ran all the way from the right hand to the left hand side of the sky. And then there came forth the voice of the Lord God Almighty. And the voice that I heard said, God tells these people to prepare for the coming of the Lord. So, viewers, that's where I want to begin from today. And walk with you very, very carefully as to what exactly is the day of the wedding of the Lamb of God. What is the importance of that event within the calendar of God Almighty in heaven, in the kingdom of God? And if that day is so important, what is the bearing, what is the relationship that day has with the church? How does it affect the church? Is it also important to the church? And if surely it is important to the church, then how should the church prepare for that very important day? And most importantly, precious viewers, then how does the Bible address the day of the wedding of the Lamb of God? In other words, what does the Bible say about the day of rapture? Hallelujah. I want to begin at this place, viewers, by saying that there is nothing the Lord God Almighty in heaven will speak about that he is not speaking to the church of Christ. And the second most important issue that you want to understand is the fact that every time the Lord God Almighty speaks, even as he speaks to the church, you must find that conversation in the Bible. In other words, it must tally. It must line up, be in perfect alignment, perfect agreement with the Word of God, the Bible. In fact, if it does not line up with the Word of God, then the Lord God Almighty has not spoken. And that is the place I want to begin from by asking the question, what does the Bible say about the wedding of the Lamb of God. And in so looking at the biblical perspective of the day of rapture, then the church can now be able, you can now be able to understand the gravity and the importance of that day to you, even as a Christian and even as a church. Turn with me, precious viewers, to the book of Revelation chapter 19. 
I think that's a very good place to start from. And I'm beginning to read from verse 6. I'm going to read from Amplified, and then I'll explain to you what the Lord is saying in this scripture. Again, Revelation chapter 19, verses 6 to verse 9. He says, After that, I heard what sounded like the shout of a vast throng, like the boom of many pounding waves, and like the roar of terrific and mighty peals of thunder, exclaiming, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, for now the Lord our God, the Omnipotent, the All-Ruler, reigns. And then verse 7 he says, Let us rejoice and shout for joy, Exalting and triumphant, let us celebrate and ascribe to him glory and honor for the marriage of the Lamb at last has come and his bride has prepared herself. Verse 8 says, she has been permitted to dress in fine, radiant linen, dazzling and white, for the fine linen is and signifies representing the righteousness, the upright, just and godly living, deeds and conduct, and right standing with God of the saints, God's holy people. And then verse 9 says, the, Then the angel said to me, Write this down, Blessed, happy to be envied are those who are summoned, invited, called, to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, Father, these are the true words, the genuine and exact declaration of God. And in NIV, this is what NIV says. NIV says, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Verse 7 says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb of God has come and his bride has made herself ready Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. And in brackets he says, Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. Verse 9 says, Then the angel said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. So precious viewers, 
what is the Lord saying to the church when he presented on that November 1, the year 2006, at 3 a.m. in the morning, the two golden and most glorious wedding rings in the sky, standing at the entrance to heaven that is open between heaven and the sky, and there was tremendous glory abound that covered the entire sky and the expanse, and even the wedding rings, even as in being able to affect the earth, bringing glorious light to the dark earth. Listen to me, precious people. We see very clearly here, when the Lord is speaking about the wedding of the Lamb of God, when it comes to that moment, when God Almighty now begins to talk about the precious and most glorious and powerful wedding of the Lamb of God, he says that because of that day, because of that event, the rapture of the church, the wedding of the Lamb of God, heaven becomes totally consumed with a tremendous felicitation, a tremendous jubilation, with the shouting of joy unspeakable, indescribable state of happiness in heaven, a thunderous explosion of joy and celebration. And that quickly tells you that as far as the calendar of God Almighty in heaven is concerned, as far as the calendar events of heaven are concerned, the day of the wedding of the Lamb of God stands out within the prophetic calendar of God Almighty as the most important day in the kingdom of God. And that's why it is as though heaven comes to a complete stop when it comes to the day of rapture. Hallelujah. And then you see very clearly here that even most important, even much more important to the events in heaven, to why there is joy unspeakable, jubilation, celebration, felicitation in heaven by God Almighty, by the heavenly hosts, by the angels, by the entire kingdom of God, even much more important why there is joy unspeakable is the fact that the bride of Christ has made herself ready. Hallelujah. And so you see that the Lord is using that to emphasize on the fact that the church of Christ is actually a major partaker is a major participant in this mighty event called the wedding of the Lamb of God. The church is a very active player in the day of rapture. And in fact, the jubilation that comes out of heaven arises from the fact that look now the bride of Christ, the church, has made herself ready. Hallelujah.
And so the Lord Almighty in that mighty vision of November 1, 2006, he spoke very mightily to the church. In other words, he told the church, look, to me this is the most important day and since the Bible puts it very clearly that no one knows the day or the hour of the wedding of the Lamb of God, neither do the angels in heaven, nor does the Son of Man himself, our Lord Jesus, but only the Lord God Almighty, the Father of Christ, our Father in heaven, does know the day, the hour, and the specific date of the wedding of the Lamb. Now you begin to quickly understand that this conversation in which he places the two wedding rings in the sky is the mighty vision of the Lord God Almighty. This conversation is instigated by God Almighty himself. And he is speaking to the church. And when I looked at the wedding ring, that he was tilting and flipping to show their decoration, I began to understand that he was telling the church, look, I have already completed the building and the developing of the wedding ring for the wedding of the Lamb of God. Now, precious viewers, you will understand this now. You will understand that every time there is going to be a wedding, even at the human level here, the physical level here, every time there is going to be a wedding, there must be wedding rings. And that's why you see our Father in Heaven presented the two wedding rings. Much more important too, is the fact that every time there is going to be a wedding and the wedding rings have been prepared, then in other words, the message that is being conveyed forth from there is that look, the wedding preparations have now been finalized. Again I repeat, that means that the preparations for that wedding have been finalized. And so, it speaks a lot of volumes to the church, even in the spiritual realm, that when the Lord God Almighty presented those two mighty, glorious and golden wedding rings in the sky, He was essentially intimating to the church that, look, I have finalized the arrangements for the wedding of the Lamb of God, and that means the wedding is now ready. To put it in other words, that means any time now, the wedding of the Lamb can take place. But even much more deeper is the fact that in verse 8, he talks about fine linen, bright and clean, that was given to the bride of Christ to wear. And you see very clearly that the fine linen, bright and clean, radiant and dazzling, he says, it is the righteousness of the church, the righteous acts of the saints, the church. 
In other words, the holiness of the church. And so God Almighty in heaven, in other words, is telling the church that look, time has now come for you to review yourself, to re-examine yourself, to re-evaluate your Christian walk, and ask yourself, are you wearing the fine linen bright and clean? In other words, are you ready for the wedding? Because it says, there is jubilation in heaven, emanating from the fact that the bride of Christ finally wears fine linen, bright and clean. Hallelujah. And then he goes on further on to say, blessed are those who are invited into the wedding supper of the Lamb of God. Which means, it's a make or break. In other words, if you are not invited, then you are under the curse. So he's saying, that the church ought to wake up now to the fact that there is the ultimate blessing now. She has been blessed in many ways in the previous, in the past. But now cometh forth the ultimate blessing, the make or break, when she has to enter into the kingdom of God. Listen to me, precious viewers. This mighty message on the wedding of the Lamb of God has brought forth a tremendous revival right now in Canada, in the Latin America, in the nation of Kenya. Tremendous. We see more than 2 million people lift up their hands and receive Christ Jesus. We have seen large numbers. We've seen baptism of tens of thousands of people. We have seen the explosion of revival, the explosion of healing. There is a tremendous outpour of the Spirit of the Lord. And if you look at it very carefully with the Bible, within the Bible, you tell it to the Bible, you see that it matches even the dispensation of Joel that the Lord so much celebrates in the Bible. When he says that afterward, in those days, I'll pour out my spirit, meaning to restore the church, that the spirit of the Lord, the life-giving spirit of God Almighty, may finally flow into the church and restore the church. Hallelujah. And so I want to move further on precious viewers and even elucidate and open to you, unveil to you the deeper hidden message on the wedding of the Lamb of God. What is God Almighty saying by placing the two identical spiritual wedding rings in the sky? Remember, they are spiritual wedding rings. God is telling the church that look, Christ Jesus, ever since he ascended into the kingdom of God into heaven, seated on the right hand side of the Father, he is the spirit-filled man. We know that from Isaiah chapter 61 and Matthew chapter 3. Turn with me, precious viewers, 
to the book of Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 onwards is better. He says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. But John protested strenuously, having in mind to prevent him saying, It is I who have need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Verse 15. But Jesus replied to him, Permit it just now, for this is the fitting way for both of us to fulfill all righteousness, that is to perform completely whatever is right. Then he permitted him, and when Jesus was baptized, he went up at once out of the water, and behold, heavens were opened, and he, John, saw the Spirit of God Almighty descending like a dove and alighting on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, my beloved, in whom I delight. Well, in the book of Isaiah chapter 61, this is what the Lord says, that you may be able to know, precious viewers, that he is the spirit-filled man, an important revelation that's embedded within the November 1 vision of 2006 at 3 a.m. Look at what he says here, Isaiah 61. I'm reading from Amplified again. He said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor, and the afflicted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives and the opening of the prison and of the eyes to those who are bound. So you see very clearly here, even in Isaiah 41, that our Lord Jesus is a spirit-filled man seated on the right-hand side of our Father in heaven. And that's why when the Lord God Almighty presents the two mighty and golden glorious wedding rings in the sky, at that 3 a.m. on November 1, 2006, in the mighty vision of the Lord God Almighty, he essentially spoke to the church a very mighty revelation. He said, look, the wedding rings have been prepared. They are spiritual wedding rings. The bridegroom is a spirit-filled man. The wedding rings are spiritual wedding rings. And yet the wedding of the Lamb of God is a spiritual wedding. It's not a physical wedding. It's a spiritual wedding. So God Almighty, in other words, gave the church the most important wake-up call. He said, look, you too have to be spiritual if you are going to be a partaker in this wedding. And how can the church be spiritual, precious viewers? In other words, God of heaven 
is centralizing the role of the Holy Spirit in the church. He's saying the dispensation has arrived and the time has now come when the church has to centralize the Holy Spirit in her Christian walk. She has now to embrace him, open her heart, receive the Holy Spirit, be transformed by the Holy Spirit from a more physical church that we are seeing today across the globe. Today we see a church that is more focused on the earthly realm, the earthly things, the physical things, the prosperities of the earth, and even the preaching of the word is now more focusing the saints to an earthly living. And that's why the Lord brought up this wake-up call and he said, it is time to wake up to the realization that the moment has arrived to embrace the Holy Spirit that he may transform you. Precious viewers, listen to this. The Holy Spirit of the Lord will always bring the life spirit, the life of God and infuse it into the church. The Holy Spirit of God is the life-giving Spirit of God that flows from the throne of God in heaven in the sacred holy temple of God Almighty in heaven and flowing directly into the church of Christ and listen to me precious viewers and he brings the wisdom of God into the church. Why do I bring in wisdom of God? Listen very carefully. When it came time for Jesus of Nazareth to speak about the wedding of the Lamb of God, to talk about the rapture of the church, he gave a parable. And the parable he gave is in Matthew chapter 25, precious viewers. Matthew 25 verses 1 to verse 13. He spoke about the rapture of the church. And there is something I want you to catch from there. There are two churches he speaks about in that scripture. The wise church, which means has wisdom, the wisdom of God, and the foolish church. The Bible says, the word of God is foolishness to the perishing. Hallelujah.
praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you guys hear me? Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Lord's Hour tonight. Uh, Sorry I'm a little late. Things have been kind of hectic here at the Medina household. Um, Had a change of... um, in in our shifts at the at the jail, um, every four months they move us to nights, so that's why I'm only able to do every other weekend, um, which is kind of cool because uh, whereas when I was doing every weekend, you know, I only had a week to work on uh, what the Lord gives me and what I share and uh, whether they're teachings or or stuff that the Holy Spirit wants me to share. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's great because uh, two weeks apart, I'm able to really zero in and and um, get everything that the Lord shares with me and, and kind of uh, sharpen it and streamline it and uh, hopefully make it to where it's like a double-edged sword that goes deep inside and it cuts through the bone and the marrow, dividing the spirit and the soul to where those the, the seeds and the and then the fruits will blossom and hopefully will equip you and empower you in these days that we live in, uh which are which I never thought I'd be living in these times to be honest with you. Um I know from when I was a young child I know the Lord had warned us. He, um, we had a, pro, a prophetess prophesied over my little sister, saying that uh, she would be the last generation to grow up and get older. I didn't know to what extent that meant, but I kind of always had a close eye on her life. And as she got older, you know, and now she's older and with child and has pretty much uh gone to a good age and she's you know and so looking at all that looking at all those things and looking at what I've been uh, told when I was doing uh electronic health care records I thought I was going to become a millionaire and get rich off of this but instead it was a very eye-opening experience into the dark spiritual realm and um uh basically uh through the technology i was told you know the chip was coming and 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 i had a kind of an argument saying i didn't want to get the chip and um and i was told it was inevitable everyone was going to have to get a chip because of the healthcare and the healthcare records and technology and i didn't want to get the chip and and so that was the the beginning of the end of of that career path um I didn't make the the millions I thought I was going to make but I I did have a life-changing event where I chose Jesus, I chose my savior, I chose the light instead of walking in the darkness. And you know, it's really sad what I was thinking today how sad it is because the way that the the economics are going 
how the central bankers take all the money, how there's only very few at the top of the pyramid that are just pretty much fleecing everybody. Um, but that's okay. Let me just read here Psalm 45, 6 through 8. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. He hates wickedness. I hate wickedness. I hate what these evil, wicked rulers in the world, uh, how they're following the plans of the evil one. Um, People are, families are starving. Children are starving across the world. Uh, Innocent bloodshed is being shed across the world. Um, But that's okay, brothers and sisters, because there's going to come a time where the Lord is going to is going to say enough is enough and you're going to see his mighty army come out and and he some of this stuff he shares with me some of this stuff he shows me in dreams and visions and um and and I didn't want to get the chip so uh I'm here to tell you guys that I have had this conversations with with people that were up in in Department of Defense and you know, high up the food chain in charge of billion-dollar projects and technology, software programming. Um, and I didn't, you know, I got to a point where just like it says here in Psalm 45, 6 through 8, how he hated wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows, all thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and acacia out of the ivory palaces whereby they have made thee glad you know that this is the the Lord Yahusha Mashiach Jesus Christ Abba Adonai the Father um, he is so sweet smelling and such a um, honor such an honor to be here and share these things with you guys on the Lord's hour, um, because I've gotten to a point where I, I want to wake up as many people as I can. And this message tonight, if you have just started coming to the Lord's hour, just started in this walk with the Lord, you are you started at the perfect time. Um, it says in Matthew 20, uh, I think it's Matthew 20. Here, let me let me take a look real quick. I believe it's Matthew 20, the parable of the worker. For all those out there thinking that you just started at the last minute, yeah, here it is, Matthew 20. If you if you brothers and sisters out there think that you started late in this walk with the Lord, that you came in late, that you came in late into this uh, end times scenario. Uh, let me just tell you, go to Matthew 20. It'll tell you the parable of the workers where some workers started early in the day. The owner of the vineyard made a made a deal with them that if they started working, he would pay them, I guess, a shekel of silver. And then he went out in the afternoon and got more workers. And then, when I, and then he went out late, late in the day. More workers came in late in the day, late hour and 
when they were paid, they were paid the same. As a matter of fact, they were paid first, they were paid the same. And the workers that were there all day, working the whole day, working the whole time, they questioned and were kind of upset that they were got paid the same as those that came in at the late hour and worked at the late hour. There's going to be a mighty harvest coming in. If you want to work, it is the time to work at the late hour. Oh, but Brother Pablo, the kingdom is not about works. You're right. The kingdom is not about works. However, if you love the Lord like I love the Lord, it's not about works. It's come to a part in my life where, you see, I thought I was going to get out of working in the jail. I thought I was going to stop having to work in the jail as a nurse bringing uh, health care and medical care to the inmates, uh, making them feel better, healing their wounds, attending to their wounds, their gunshot wounds, their dog bite wounds, their drug overdose wounds, their suicide wounds. Um, I thought I was going to leave there a long time ago, back in 2009. I thought I was going to be done with that place. But still, the Lord has me there for a reason. And he has me there because people are getting saved. People are very vulnerable at that moment in time in jail, knowing uh, they're having their life flash right before their eyes. They're wondering what's going to happen. Well, the Lord has put me in a very strategic place where I'm able to uh, uh, share the good news, share the gospel. Uh, why? Because I hate wickedness. Why? Because I hate to see people's lives stolen and cheated and robbed and destroyed and and, and their whole life being sucked right out of them because that's what the enemy does. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so I don't do this because I want I want riches in heaven or nice rewards or, or gold and silver. I do this because because I can't stand the wickedness. I can't stand looking at the, the victims, at the people's lives that have been robbed and, 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 and destroyed. It's, it comes to a point where it's not even working anymore, but it's it's saving lives, saving souls. I'm, I work as a nurse in the healthcare in the jails to save their, 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 their health care, their, the heart, to save them from a heart attack to save them from a diabetic attack, save them from an asthma attack. I'll tell you what, brothers and sisters, I'm I'm also there to save them from a soul attack. I'm there to save them from an enemy attack that attacks the souls and takes their souls into the pits of hell. I'm there to to have a, 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 I'm there to, to, to bring them CPR to their souls. I'm there to bring them life, life, eternal preservation, uh, a life-saving AED, artificial, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, AED, that's the uh, electronic device. I'm here to give them uh, AED, uh, uh, shocks, uh, shocks of love, shocks of Jesus Christ, electronic heart shocks of the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaGodesh, Holy Fire, brothers and sisters. You see, it gets to a point where not, you don't even think about working for the kingdom. It comes naturally. Why? Because we read his word, and his word comes to life. Look at Matthew 28. 
All authority, this is Jesus Christ talking in Matthew 28. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I'm even with you to the end of the age. Brothers and sisters, the enemy's plans, he has many plans, new world order plans. This is all comes to play at the end of the age. This all, all this comes to play play out in the book of Revelations and Mark uh, and Luke and John and in Second uh, Timothy and First Peter and, and in the book of Joel and Malachi. Um, Daniel, Ezekiel, uh, even Genesis has prophetic utterances uh, that the Lord has done at the beginning. And it says in his word, from from beginning to the end, he is the beginning and he is the end. The Aleph, he is the Tav. He is the beginning and the end. From the beginning, I believe he already knew what the end was, brothers and sisters. So let's just look at this word, the age, the end of the age. This word age is called aeon. It's the Strong's Concordance number 165, aeon, age. It denotes an indefinitely long period with emphasis on the characteristics of the period rather than its duration. In idiomatic usage, it designates forever or forever and ever. The word is also used as a designation for the present age and for the time after Christ's second coming. Oh, he's coming, brothers and sisters. Prepare your homes, prepare your families, but most of all, but most of all, be a be an alarm. The bell, be the sound, be the bell that's sounding alarm. Um, when the eagle, what is that saying? When the eagle has landed, the eagle has landed. Mayday, mayday, brothers and sisters. I was coming home yesterday um, from getting some food, and I'm driving up to my house. It's kind of a long road up to my house, and um, I saw this bird flying over, and I was like, "Wow, what is what beautiful bird?" I love looking at birds. I love uh, I got a little feeder out back for these um, these red cardinals. They're so beautiful. Um, I started seeing them around my house, so I started. I got some food for the cardinals, and I started feeding them. Well, as I got home yesterday from getting some food, an eagle has landed, brothers and sisters, on my house, and uh, and I'm pulling up to my house. I'm taking pictures of it, and the next one of the next door neighbors. Is looking at me. He's like, "Yeah, man, that's really cool. That eagle has been circling over your house several hours already. Now um, we don't know where it came from, but it's been circling around your house for for several hours, and uh, it's land, it landed on my house right right when I right when I pulled up to my house. It landed, brothers and sisters. The eagle has landed. It is time to sound the alarm." It is time to sound the alarm, brothers and sisters. I believe we are, like it says, even to the end of the age. He will be us. He will be with us to the end of the age. 
That's why we must go therefore make disciples, baptize them uh, uh, in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach everybody you know. Teach them to observe all things that he has commanded you. And lo, he is with you always, even to the end of the age, brothers and sisters. If you're a worker right now, like like the worker, the parable of the workers in Matthew 20. If you're a worker out there, don't worry. It doesn't matter how late in the game it is. It doesn't matter if you haven't been a Christian all your life. It doesn't matter, brothers and sisters. He he says, come with, with arms wide open. Come with, me with arms wide open, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Let's go ahead and... Um, Sing a praise song here Let's get into the spirit Brothers and sisters Because what I have to share tonight Is a beautiful message That the Lord has given me um, You know we're really honored and, and, and I'm really humbled To be able to share these things with you um, Praise you Jesus Thank you Lord Jesus Let's just come to him With arms open wide I just want to you want to play this one song right now brothers and sisters it's such a beautiful song thank you Jesus thank you Jesus oh what a wonderful father mighty save mighty victorious uh, host of heaven we have praise you Jesus Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Have your way, Lord Jesus. Have your way in our lives, Lord Father. Use us, Lord Father, at the end of this age, Lord Jesus. Use us, Lord Jesus, as we approach the end of the age, Lord Father. Lord Jesus, the darkness, the dark side, Lord Father, is watching the phoenix rise out of the chaos. The dark side, the the Phoenicians want their phoenix to rise out of the chaos, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, I say, Yahushua, you rise. Rise out of your church, Lord Jesus. Rise, Lord Father, your body of Christ. Raise up your prayer warriors now. Raise up your Joel 2 army. Lord Father, raise up your Malachi 4 righteous ones. Lord Jesus, raise up your Kodeshim, your sanctified ones, your set-apart ones, Lord Father. Raise us now, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, when they are in the world partying on a Saturday night, Lord Father, we're here. Lord Father, searching the scriptures, seeking your face, seeking your word, Lord, seeking your knowledge, seeking your hope. Seeking your promises, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, that's all we want, Lord Father. All we want, Lord Jesus, is more of you, Lord Jesus. All we want is more of your revelations, Lord Jesus. All we want, Lord Father, is more of your of your of your power, of your dunamis power, of your dunamao power, Lord Jesus. That's all we want is more of that, Lord Jesus, so that we can bring in the harvest so that we can advance your kingdom, Lord. Lord Father, we just want to be equipped and empowered, Lord Father, to fight the, the, the enemy, to fight the kingdom of darkness, Lord Jesus. There is a mighty battle, Lord Father. There is a mighty war going on, Lord Jesus. Release your will on this earth. Release your righteous will, Abba Adonai, El Elyon. Release your plans, Release your Zadik Ruakim, the Abaronai Elohim. Release the Zedek Nefeshim, Lord, to fight against the, the darkness, to fight against the, the rulers of darkness, to fight against the principalities and of in high places, to fight against the powers of darkness, against the wicked worldly rulers, Lord Jesus. Release your Zadik Ruakim, release your army, release, release, Lord Father, all that you have to push back the the kingdom of darkness, Lord. We understand some things have to happen according to your perfect will, perfect plan, your perfect word, your scriptures. We understand things have to happen, Father. But, Lord, Father, I also understand that the enemy is trying to provoke you, that the enemy is trying to make you jump the gun, that the enemy is trying to alter end events, trying to manipulate end-time events, Lord Jesus. But, Lord, Father, you have your perfect way. You have your perfect plan, Lord Jesus. You, Lord Jesus, execute your perfect plan, Lord Jesus. Lord, Father, cancel the wicked plans and devices of the enemy. Cancel the wicked schemes, plots, plans, snares, hexes, hoaxes, um, curses, spoken words, incantations, voodoo, hoodoo. Lord, Father, you cancel them, Lord Jesus. Cancel their plots, plans, and schemes, Lord Father. Cancel them right now by the bloodshed of Jesus Christ. Lord Father, cancel any any uh, evil whispering spirits trying to uh, uh, steal this word going out, trying to stop this word from going out tonight, Lord. 
Father, we rebuke, we renounce, we bind up any spirit of Boise or Boise trying to hinder this technology, trying to hinder this message from from going out, Lord Father, on the, the electronic and the digital world through the cables, Lord Jesus. We bind them up right now. We bind up any evil demonic spirit trying to hinder this word trying to affect this word from going out right now, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, manifest your presence now. Let thy kingdom come now into our hearts and our minds, Lord, in our soul, in our spirit, in our body. Let thy kingdom be all around us. Lord Father, engulf us, consume us in your kingdom, consume us in your power, consume us in your presence, Lord. We put on Jesus Christ right now. We put on the helmet of salvation right now, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, so that you can flow through us now, Lord Father. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Ruach HaKodesh. Thank you, Lord. Anoint my tongue now to, to, to teach, Lord. Anoint my tongue now to speak your words, Lord Father. Anoint me now, Lord Father. Give me the, the, the gift of teaching now, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, so I myself can learn from the rivers of living water to learn that I can learn, Lord, from... from from your meat, from your potatoes, Jesus, from your hard food, Lord Jesus. I want to eat, Lord Jesus, of your word, Lord Jesus. Feed us tonight, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, minister tonight. Release, release hundreds of millions of legions of ministering spirits, ministering angelos. Zadikroa came all around us, Lord Father. Release them now, Lord. I thank you for doing this. I thank you for being with us. I thank you. For 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 your faithfulness, for your love, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord Father. Purge us with hyssop. Purge us with hyssop. Wash us, clean us, so that we can be whiter than snow, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, do not lose heart, brothers and sisters. You cannot lose heart. Right now, and we're we're in, we're in such a time where appreciate this mercy that we have received, appreciate that you are awake, appreciate that you understand the times we are in, and do not lose heart now in this in this late in the game. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame. We're not walking in craftiness. We're nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And how do you know if a person is righteous? Well, let's let's look over here at, at Scripture. You know, Scripture is beautiful. It, it, it confirms everything. Let's look at John chapter 7. John chapter 7, starting in verse 14. When I finished to the temple and taught the people and the Jews were very much surprised how can this man know books he never went to school Jesus answered the people I'm not teaching you my teaching it is the teaching of the one who sent me if any man wants to do what God wants him to do he will know the teaching he will know if it's God's teaching or if I am speaking from my own mind, the person who speaks from his own mind only wants to be great 
himself. Self-exaltation. Pride. That's how you know if a person is speaking from his own mind. He speaks and only wants to be great himself. But the person God has sent wants to show that God is great. That person is true. He is not a bad man. Did not Moses give you the law? Not one of you is keeping the law. Why are you trying to kill me? You see, they didn't like what Jesus had to say, how he didn't go to school, how he wasn't a Ph.D., how he wasn't like the scribes and the Pharisees. However, he knew these things. Why? Because he was the Word, and the Word was from God. Word, The Word was from the Father. However, a very powerful lesson here is he says you will know a person that is a person that is not bad because when they speak they speak um to advance Jesus they they speak to advance the kingdom to speak greatness of Yahusha to speak greatness of his mighty works of of his of his gentleness of his faithfulness of his long suffering you see a person that speaks of those things and doesn't try to exalt themselves and just try to, try to say that they're big, you know, big guy. Oh, I'm a big guy because I'm over here on the radio. No, 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 no. No, I am humbled. I am honored. I am thankful of this um, uh, ability, this ability, this this chance that I've been given to be on here. And share with you what the Lord has shown me um, I don't try to boast myself All I try to boast is Yahushua Mashiach Ruach HaGodesh Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit The Father Abba Adonai and, and all his attributes All his promises All his teachings To equip us So that we can fight this good fight so that we can win this battle so that we so that we can claim our victory you see the battle's already been won but now we have to claim our victory and i've been teaching long enough to where you should kind of uh know where i'm coming from on spiritual warfare side on how to fight this battle in a victorious way that's why i praise and i worship the lord because that's a mighty weapon of warfare is praising and worshiping. We enter the gates through praise and worship, through singing. We enter the gates, we enter the gates, and through thanks. We enter the gates through thanksgiving, thanksgiving and praise. We enter into the holy of holies through worshiping, through singing songs. That's the altar of incense. They go up like incense to the Father. He loves that. Okay, so we're not commending ourselves. We're not trying to boast ourselves. Um, we're just trying to be good vessels in the sight of God. First, Second Corinthians four, chapter three. But even if even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, 
who is the image of God, should shine on them. Should shine on them. Brothers and sisters, I don't know how many out there have tried to talk to people that don't want to hear it. They are so deceived. They are so blinded. It seems like nothing can get their skin. It seems like they are so uh, demonized, so blinded that they'll never um, come to the light. Well, it says right here in 2 Corinthians 4, chapter 3, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. That's why I get angry. That's why I get mad. Because the God of this age has blinded, blinded millions and billions and hundreds of millions of people, brothers and sisters, Hundreds of millions, billions of peoples, their minds have been deceived by the God of this age, brothers and sisters. And, and it's so sad. Um, let's look at John 8.37. Let's look at John 8.37. Oh, Jesus. Please help those in the Valley of Decisions, Lord. Come to know the truth, Jesus. Please help our families come to know the truth. John eight thirty seven. Praise you, Jesus. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. You see, they had no word. They most people say, "Oh, I, I can't." I don't I don't even know what the what the word what the Bible says um it's it, you know the Bible talks about slaves and slavery how can that be the word of God um brothers and sisters they the most of the reasons why people don't understand the word of God is because they haven't been born again they have a carnal mind they have to change they have to go from a carnal to a spiritual mind um most of the time the, the Lord uh will show them in the word of God once they're born again the Lord can give them revelations when they're not born again those that he foreknew that he's been wanting to save from the foundation of the earth he can bring them straight up revelations that will wake them up at at the at the flick of a switch it will wake people up However, for those that that don't wake up right away, that don't get the signals, that don't can't receive the signal, it's because the word is not in them. It's because it's not in them, and we have to pray, and we have to stand in the gap, and we have to go into our secret closet and pray for them, and intercede for them, and moan and cry and groan for them, brothers and sisters, because they have been deceived. The scale has been over their eyes the the word is not in them therefore they cannot understand they they look through a carnal mind their carnal minds have been taken over their carnal minds have been have been uh uh, uh, uh demonized that their carnal minds have been uh, so deceived brothers and sisters especially this late in the hour especially this closing out this getting closer to the age 
the, the darkness gets darker and darker and the web becomes a, a, a thicker weave. The weave is even more, brothers and sisters. So we have to pray and stand in the gap for these people because the God of this age has blinded them and they don't believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God should shine on them unless he shines on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. All we do is we try to preach Christ Jesus the Lord. And you know what? By you being filled with the Holy Spirit, by you being a Jesusite, a Jesus follower, by you uh, uh, trying to live a sanctified life, by you trying to do the best you can by living a sanctified life, they will see the light through you. It will shine on them. The the radiance, the kavod of the Lord will, will reflect off of you, and it will shine on these people. When you talk to them, the light will shine on them, and their hearts will open up, and the seed can be planted. So when the time comes, they can get saved. That's why we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants. We are his bondservants for Jesus' sake. He bought us at a price. He bought us at a price. I am his bondservant. I will do whatever he wants me to do because I know that his promises and his and his, and his faithfulness is is, ne- is never ending and it's eternal and to go into eternity by being a born again believer in, in Yeshua Yahusha Mashiach Jesus Christ we go into eternity. This spirit does not die, but we go on into the new millennium into the thousand year reign into the thousand year reign with Jesus Christ the new Jerusalem hallelujah hallelujah praise you Jesus 1 Corinthians 2 verse 7 but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they had known this, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. What did they not know? They didn't know the mystery, the wisdom of God, the mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world, brothers and sisters. So you should be thankful. I am very thankful that I know these mysteries I am very thankful that the Lord has opened my eyes to see these mysteries, brothers and sisters. I am very thankful that I'm open and I can see what's happening all around. And I can, and I'm able, we are able to watch, we are able to warn, we are able to uh, uh, be vessels in the kingdom. We are able to be his, his resources, his church, the body of Christ. We are able to be part of this. Work this kingdom work, brothers and sisters. This is such a, a, a noble honor. I am I am so excited. For it is for it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. He has called us to shine out of darkness, brothers and sisters. Who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Number six, 24. Praise you, Jesus. Let's go to number six. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Father. 
Thank you, Jesus. Let me just read that again. For it is the God who commanded light shine out of darkness. When it gets dark, brothers and sisters, and we're still here, if we're still here, you're going to be the light that shines out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And then let us look at number six, starting at 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. The Lord lift up his face upon you and give you peace, brothers and sisters. Have peace in this time. Have peace because the light of his face, the light of his countenance is shining upon you. His his kavod, his radiance is shining upon you, brothers and sisters. You know, the world is going to be... Um, Afraid and 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 running around and in circles and chaos and not knowing that they have been not knowing the extent of the deception that they've been under and and, and it's not going to be a good thing but be thankful brothers and sisters that the light is shining upon you. That the light of his countenance is shining on you. And that he will bring you peace, brothers and sisters. What a wonderful, mighty God we serve. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. It doesn't matter what's going on in this three-dimensional world, what the enemy puts before your eyes. With the images The illusions that are going In front of your eyes It doesn't matter Because we don't look at the things which are seen But at the things which are not seen We have faith In what we don't see We trust in the Lord We trust His mercy We have faith in what we don't see But at the things which are not seen Is what we have faith in For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hallelujah. I believe in the Lord of David. I believe in the Lord El Elyon of Daniel. I believe in the uh, in, in in the Lord the the mighty Lord and, and Savior of Elisha of Elijah. Hallelujah. I believe in the in the Yahuwah Abraham of Moses. Let's turn in Daniel chapter seven. Praise you, Jesus. Daniel chapter seven. Hallelujah. Thank you for this word, Lord Jesus. In the first year of Belshazzar, 
Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head and visions of his head while on his bed, and then he wrote down the dream telling the main, the main facts. Daniel spoke saying, I saw in my vision by night, and behold the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea, and four great beasts came up from the sea, each different from the other. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I watched till its wings were plucked off, and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man, and a man's heart was given to it. And suddenly another beast, a second like a bear, it was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said thus to it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I looked, and there was another like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, and trampling the residue with his feet. It was different from all the beasts. That were before it, and it had ten horns. I was considering the horns, and and there was another horn, a little a little one, coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking pompous words, and a mouth speaking pompous words. Verse 9, And I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were opened. I watched, because of the sound of pompous words which the horn was speaking. I watched till the beast was slain, and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As for the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away. Yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom. Hallelujah! That all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. Brothers and sisters, his kingdom will not be destroyed. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth, he is the creator of the universe. 
He will never be destroyed. He will not be destroyed. I just pray that the Lord count me worthy to be able to escape all these things that are coming on the earth. And Lord Father, while I'm here on the earth, Lord Father, make me a mighty warrior in your army. Make me a mighty soldier in your army, Lord Jesus, to bring in the harvest. Lord, let me be like the army in the in the book of Joel, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Joel chapter 1, verse verse 16. No, verse Joel. Joel chapter 1, verse 15. Alas, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as destruction from the Almighty. Is not the food cut Okay, let me back it up. It shall come as destruction from the Almighty. Brother Pablo, but how can you serve a God that destroys, that brings destruction? How can you serve a God that does all these terrible things? He brings judgment. Brothers and sisters, let me explain something to you. When you see this, when you see countries like this country allowing every ungodly vile act against the body, the defiled acts against the body, doing unnatural things to the body, doing unnatural things, going against every moral decree that has been given to us through the Bible. The reproduction itself, we see how it was man and woman through, through reproduction, through family, we see how it was man and woman. Brothers and sisters, we are living in a time where everything has been defiled. The waters of the sea are being defiled. Nuclear waste has pumped into the Fukushima, I don't know, five years now, six years now. The sea has been defiled. Animals in the sea are dying off by the thousands. The skies are being defiled. They're they're spraying uh, uh, they're spraying chemicals and poison and toxins in the air. Food is being defiled. They're growing GMOs that are causing genetic mutations, genetic modifications, DNA mutations. They're poisoning the they're poisoning the water with the fluorides and all the chemicals and the mercury. In the water, look at the water in Flint, Michigan, how it's destroyed. They've defiled the water. Everything is defiled, brothers and sisters. The food is cut off before our eyes. I was reading an article the other day. Trucking, trucking industry has decreased by 48%. Trucking has come to a standstill by 48%. Only 52% of truckers are working now. It has decreased by 48%, brothers and sisters. What, what delivers food? What delivers the water? What delivers the nutrients? Brothers and sisters... The day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come.
come as destruction from the Almighty. You see, we have kicked out Jesus. We have kicked out the Almighty. We have we have kicked them out. They've kicked them out of the courthouse, out of the schoolhouse, out of out of many houses, out of many homes across America, across the world. They have kicked out the very foundation of this earth. They have kicked out the rock, the rock of our salvation. They have kicked them out. And they have asked for Lucifer to come in. They have asked for, for Satan to come in. They ha- and even if they didn't ask, and even even if they didn't ask him, they've kicked out Jesus Christ anyways. They've kicked out anything that is morally line they've made the, the, the lines crooked. Every line now is crooked, brothers and sisters. So how can uh the Lord how can my Lord be so mean? Well it's gonna come a time where the enemy will be killing everybody. Look at look at ISIS, look at Islam. They kill you if 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 people don't convert if they don't bow down to to the the pedophile Muhammad, if they don't bow to him, then 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 they'll kill you. Uh, there's no other way around it. This is the beast system. This is the system that 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 is going to take over, and the Lord is going to be fighting it with His army. And ISIS has a crisis. His name is Jesus Christ. Because you see, many Muslims are being converted over to to the truth, over to the light. You know, people say, "Brother Pablo, how can you believe?" It's not even a point of believing anymore. When you see the circumstances change around you, when you when you've been through circumstances where only by supernatural, divine intervention, you know that the Lord is with you. When you hear messages, when you get divine revelations, when you know how to listen to the to the voice of the Lord, when you know how He talks to you and you receive messages, it's no longer about believing. It's more about knowing, knowing how the Lord talks, knowing how our Savior likes to talk with us, knowing how our Father in Heaven likes to communicate with us. Our experiences in this world, our experiences is with people on how the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, is in the midst of them. How the Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit, is in the midst, very midst, very presence of our lives, in our interactions with humanity, in our interactions with our neighbors, our friends, and the lost world, brothers and sisters. That's how we know. It shall come, the day of the Lord shall come as destruction from the Almighty. It is not the food, is not the food cut off before our eyes. Joy and gladness from the house of our God. Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. For it is at hand, a day of darkness. And gloominess A day of clouds and thick darkness Like the morning clouds Spread over the mountains A people come great and strong 
the like of whom has never been, nor will there ever be any such after them, even for many successive generations, a fire devours before them, and behind them a flame burns. The land is like the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses, and like swift steeds, so they run. With a noise like chariots over the mountain tops, they leap like the noise of a flaming fire that devours the stubble. Like a strong people sit in battle array, before them the people writhe in pain. All faces are drained color. They run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation, and they do not break ranks. They do not push one another. You see, they are not rude. They are not ill-mannered or ill-tempered. They're not impatient. But they've been patient. They've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. They've learned how to be righteous vessels. They've learned how to be the light of the darkness. They do not push one another. We don't talk about each other, brothers and sisters. We don't put each other down. We don't we don't uh um we don't talk about someone behind their back. We don't point the finger at other people trying to make ourselves better than them. We don't push a brother or sister down on the ground trying to be better than them, pointing out their faults, pointing out their mistakes, pointing out their wrong eschatology or their wrong timelines or or, or however they might have made a mistake. No, they do not push one another. Everyone marches in his own column. Though they lunge between the weapons, they are not cut down. They run to and fro in the city. They run on the wall. They climb into the houses. They enter at the windows like a thief. The earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and moon grow dark. And the stars diminish their brightness. The Lord gives voice before his army this is his army this is the Lord Yahavah's army his great army this is in Joel chapter 2 the Lord gives voice before his army for his camp is very great for strong is the one who executes his word for strong is the one who executes his word for the day of the Lord is great for them and very terrible for those that don't know who can endure it who can endure this brothers and sisters who can endure it brothers and sisters I'll tell you who can endure it those that have repented those now therefore those says the Lord turn to me with all your heart with fasting with weeping and mourning Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. 
He is slow to anger and of great kindness. Who can endure this great and terrible day? It's those that go to the Lord in repentance, in contriteness. Those that go to Him crying and, and weeping. Return to the Lord. Return to the Lord their God, for He is gracious and merciful. He is slow to anger. He's long suffering. And he's of great kindness. He relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing. You see, all he wants us to do is trust in him. All he wants us to do is trust in his mercy. All he wants us to do is have hope in his mercy. Look what it says in, in Psalms 147.11. The Lord delights in those that hope in his mercy. He delights in those that fear him and that those that have hope in his mercy. Just go to him and trust that he is merciful. If you think you messed up, if you think you made so many mistakes, if you think that you're not worthy, that you're not good enough to receive his promises and his blessings, the Lord says he delights in those that have trust in his mercy. Brothers and sisters If you feel like you're not good enough If you feel that you've made so many mistakes That you're, that you're not worthy enough to, to, to be one of his vessels Instead of worrying Thinking that you're wrong Just go to him and thank him For his mercy Whenever I think that I've done wrong That he That that, that the enemy is now telling me I, I, I failed again I I'm, I'm a loser, or I failed him, or, or I sin, or I'm no good, or I'm not good enough. Instead of worrying about that, I go to him, and I, and, I, and I trust in his mercy. I say, Lord, Abba Adonai, Yahusha Mashiach, I have trust in your mercy. Holy Spirit, I trust in his mercy. Father, I trust in your mercy. I have hope in your mercy, for you are rich in mercy. You're so rich in mercy. And you're merciful in your long-suffering. I have hope in your mercy. I trust in your mercy. That's what you do, brothers and sisters. It's a call to repentance. That's who will be able to endure this darkness. Those are the ones who are going to be able to uh, say it is a great time to be alive. Those that, that call to him in repentance, that go to him in, in praise and mourning, that pray for their brothers and sisters, that go that 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 forgive those that forgive, those that forgive, and pray for those that have offended them, those that share, those are the ones that will endure this great and terrible day. Those are the ones that will endure the darkness, brothers and sisters. Those are going to be the ones that are going to endure. And it's good to be one to endure. It's good to be full of light. It's good. It is going to be a good thing, brothers and sisters, to have been living a life of righteousness. <clears throat> You're going to be thankful that you lived a life of righteousness. Or that you decided to start living a life of righteousness. You're going to be happy that you decided to start to live a life of righteousness, brothers and sisters. 
You see, you're going to want to be filled with the light when this time comes. You, actually, the time's already approaching us. It's just getting darker and darker out there. You can tell if you just look at a couple gauges. I have a couple gauges that I look for. One of them is the economy, and the economy is not looking good. So that's just another gauge as to how dark this thing is going, as to how how ugly this Babylonian system is looking. But that's okay because if you are righteous, the light will be shining in this darkness. You will be a light shining in this darkness. Isaiah 60, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will rise over you. Brothers and sisters, the Lord will arise over you in this dark time, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Let's look at Revelations twenty-one twenty-four. Let's look at Revelations twenty-one twenty-four. Praise Jesus. Revelation twenty one twenty four, And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. And the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. This is the glory of the new Jerusalem. Let's go to, to, to verse 22. Let's start at 22, chapter 21 and verse 22. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. Wait a minute. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. The kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. And there shall be no night there. And there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. So you see in this city there is no need of the sun or the moon for the for the glory of God the kavod of Yahweh illuminated this the lamb is its light brothers and sisters praise you Jesus this is what we have to look forward to Isaiah 60 19 through 22 Isaiah 60 we were just in the beginning of Isaiah, uh, right before Revelation 29. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you. But the Lord will be to you in everlasting light. And your God, your glory, your sun shall no longer go down, nor shall your moon withdraw itself for the Lord will be your everlasting light. And the days of your mourning shall be ended. And the days 
of your mourning shall be ended. Brothers and sisters, we're going to get to a time where the mourning is going to end. Our mourning is going to end. How many have been mourning for so long now? Brothers and sisters, how many out there have been mourning for so long now? Brothers and sisters, how many brothers and sisters have been mourning for how many years? How many brothers and sisters? Oh, praise Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And and the days of your mourning shall be ended. Also your people shall all be righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the works, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. A little one shall become a thousand. A little one shall become a thousand. And the small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. Praise you, Lord Jesus. What a mighty Lord we serve, brothers and sisters. What a mighty God we serve. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. But there shall by no means enter in anything that defiles. Again, we're talking about that holy city. But there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie. But only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Are you written in the Lamb's book of life, brothers and sisters? Now is the time to make sure your election. Now is the time to make your election and calling sure, brothers and sisters. Oh, hallelujah! What a mighty God we serve! We must overcome. We must overcome this world. It's time to to put. This world in the in the rearview mirror, brothers and sisters. There's nothing left in this world. There's it's 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 almost like I don't even see any any reason more to to have any cares about this world. Store up your riches in heaven. Brothers and sisters, store up your riches in heaven. When I used to live in Chicago when I was young, our house in Chicago got robbed uh, three times. Uh, the one house in um, in, uh, in uh, across the street from Humble Park, um, it was called California Avenue. I used to live in California Avenue across the street from Humble Park. And you know something? The first time our house got robbed, it, it, it 
felt very uneasy. It felt weird. Um, I didn't feel safe anymore. Uh, I felt um, uh, like our space was invaded. It wasn't a safe feeling. And the second time we got robbed, it felt even worse. And then the third time we got robbed, then I really didn't feel safe. But let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Everything of value that was in that house, whatever was valuable in that house was taken. Whatever value my mother had, her her wedding rings, her uh, jewelry that my father bought her, uh, my father's, my father had gold jewelry. Um, all that stuff was taken from him. All that stuff was taken from my father. And we didn't feel safe. And I'll never forget that feeling. I'll never forget that time that we lived there. And, you know, my father never never read the Bible to us. My father never... I never saw him consecrating the house. I never saw him uh, uh, praying over the house, setting up perimeters around the house. So... You know, our house was robbed, and it and it did not feel safe. And and a while back ago, I was going I was going to the Lord, and you know, I was afraid, you know, for people to steal in this house. I was I was you know the enemy was making me fearful about about people stealing in my house, about you know all these things that could possibly go wrong. And then the Lord told me. You know, store up your riches in heaven. Don't worry about what happens in this world. I am safe. He told me that I was safe to not worry about what happens in this world, to store my riches in heaven. That who cares what what is what happens in this earth? Who cares what riches we store up in this earth, brothers and sisters? Because this earth is decaying. And we're seeing it by the all the all the animals in the water that are dying, the chemicals that they're spraying in the air, they're spraying us like cockroaches. The vaccines, they want to give everybody a shot and make their DNA get all messed up. They're poisoning people in the water through the mercury and through the through the fluoride. Brothers and sisters, this world is decaying. We can see it decay. Right before our eyes So that's why it's important for us that know To bring the harvest There's many great promises That the Lord is giving us I read it I, I, I spoke about it tonight That I've been shown by the Lord That the Holy Spirit uh, uh, Showed me and gave me knowledge on and And I shared it tonight So that you guys can be equipped You can be empowered You can have hope you can have faith, and most of all, uh, uh, love. Be loving vessels. Be an agape love, a long-suffering love vessels for the Lord. Be His. Be the workers of, of the owner of the vineyard. Be His mighty vessel workers in this time to be His mighty army, like I read in Joel chapter two. His mighty army in this time, brothers and sisters. He will give us everything we need. He will give us the, the the tools and the resources that we need in this time, 
brothers and sisters. And we also need to stop comparing ourselves with other uh, people of faith. Stop comparing ourselves to, oh, Lord, well, I'm not, I'm not as good as this person. Oh, I wish I was like that person. Oh, I wish like I was like this person. No more comparisons, brothers and sisters. May the Lord watch over you and give you peace. I know that sometimes you doubt yourself. You worry what people think about you. You're afraid that you're not good enough. You think no one cares. I want you to bring those fears and doubts to me. And let me give you peace. Accept accept yourself as the person I created you to be. Don't wear yourself out comparing yourselves to others. Instead, be thankful for how I made you. And trust me as I guide you through this day. As you learn to live with me as the center of your life, my peace will fill you up. You will stop worrying about how you look and what other people think of you because you will be too because you will too be too busy living the life I have planned for you. Live for him, brothers and sisters. He's got a mighty plan for you. There's a mighty destiny for you right now in this time. You got to decide, are you in? The Lord shall give strength unto his people. The Lord shall bless his people with peace. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. He will protect you, sustain you. And guard you The Lord make his face shine upon you With favor And be gracious to you Surrounding you with loving kindness The Lord lift up his countenance His face upon you With divine approval And give you peace A tranquil heart Of life Brothers and sisters But I have trusted in thy mercy Psalms 13.5 But I have trusted in thy mercy My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation Oh, I praise you, Jesus Oh, thank you, Jesus, for your salvation, Lord Let us be counted worthy, Lord, to be with you forever Because you are forever You are eternity, Lord Father What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? I am with you and for you. You never have to face anything alone, ever. When you are worried, you are thinking about the things of this world. The things you can see. And you are forgetting about me. It is easy to be distracted by what you can see. But those things are only temporary. And even though you cannot see me, I am forever. Getting rid of your worries is simple. Getting rid of your worries is simple. Okay? Keep your thoughts on me. 
whisper my name to remind you that I am with you. Sing a song of praise. Tell me that you trust me. I will get you safely through this day and every day. This day is a precious gift. Don't waste it worrying about the future. Instead, unwrap the gift of today and enjoy its many blessings with me by your side. As you open this today gift fully, you'll find me. Oh, hallelujah. Second Corinthians 4.18 And as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are that are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Brothers and sisters, we have to live pretty much in the things that we cannot see. Trust that he is there. Believe that he is there. Start praising him and worshiping. Get you, I don't know, so fars or something to really stir up your atmosphere. Learn how to open the heavens. Brothers and sisters, if you want to know how to open heavens, if you want to learn the art of open heavens intercessory warfare prayers, let me know. I can send you a book from Augusto Perez. And if you like, and if you have any extra money or anything, you can give a donation to there for the book uh, at the Appearance Ministries. Uh, just give a small donation if you want to uh, know more about open heavens, on how to have your prayer life, your intercessory prayer life advanced for your family, for your loved ones, how to stand in the gap, how to break through. If you want to know these things, just just let me know. Because now is the time. We must up our prayer game. We must up our prayer life. It is time. Are you in or are you out, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. I'm going to go ahead and end this tonight with the song. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve that gives us mighty promises, brothers and sisters. This is nothing new what's happening in this world. There's nothing new. All these things have happened before, and they're just repeating itself. And and this, our generation... Our generation is going to overcome And we're going to put an end to this nonsense Once and for all With the power of Yahusha Mashiach The power of the cross The power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Hallelujah
We owe it all to you, Lord Father. We owe our lives to you, Lord Father. We owe it all, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, let us have a good rest of the weekend now, Lord Father. Be with all the brothers and sisters for the Lord with the Lord's hour, Lord Father. Be with all the brothers and sisters. Lord Father, put a mighty hedge of protection around Elvie Zapata, Brother Buddy, and Sister Brenda, um, Brother Jovan, um, Elaine Touche, Lord Father, all the brothers and sisters, Lord Jesus of the Lord's Hour, all those that listen in in the archives, Lord Father. Put a mighty hedge of protection, put a mighty firewall all around us on the outer perimeter and the inner perimeter, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, cancel all the wicked devices coming against us, Lord Father. Put up your mighty fortress all around us, Lord. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Let us live now in your shalom, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, while chaos and turmoil is rising all around the world, Lord Jesus, be with us, Lord. Be with your Kodeshim, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, let us be worthy of our calling. Let us be worthy of your calling on our life. Lord Jesus, let us be worthy to escape all these things, these trials and tribulations that are going to come upon the earth, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, let us be able to endure what storms may come our way. Let us, Lord Father, give us the strength and the power, your dunamis power, to endure the storms that come our way, the trials and tribulations that come our way, Lord Father. Keep us safe and protect us, Lord from harm, Lord Jesus. Lord, I, I don't want, Lord Father, I don't want any bodily harm, Lord Father. Please, Lord Jesus, protect us. Be with us, Lord Father. Keep us safe. Put a mighty firewall and hedge of protection around us, Lord Father. Cancel the enemy that might be coming our way. Cancel any enemies that might be coming our way, Lord Jesus. Stop them dead in their tracks, Lord Father. Cancel their assignments. Cancel the assignments against us. Cancel all demonic assignments against us, Lord Father. Right now, sever the cords, Lord Jesus. Right now, sever their cords, Lord Jesus. By the bloodshed of Yahavah, by the bloodshed of Yeshua HaMashiach, Lord Father. Yahavah Sevaot, the host of heaven's armies. Surround us. Release your Zadikru Akim to surround us. Keep us safe, Lord Father. We love you. And let us be used as your vessels. Let us be used as your end-time army. Let us be used, Lord, to bring in your harvest. I thank you, Jesus, for such a time as this, Lord. Equip us and empower us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, I thank you, Lord Jesus. God bless you, brothers and sisters. May he keep you and bless you. Shalom, shalom. Good night. Lock Talk Radio.
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Some people say they hear me. I hope the rest of the people can also go ahead, okay, and uh, praise you, Lord, and hear me. I apologize. They have updated uh, the the block talk have updated the west side, and, and it's not clear the way they went. It is really not clear. They have removed the option of doing it through Skype, and it is just so different now. Uh, they, they supposedly the sound sound better now, but um, the connection it is not clear. The control room is not clear. It, it is just a mess. Hallelujah! And I apologize for that. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll figure out what they what they have done as we go on. But the control they, they're using now is it looks so cheap and so uh, it just, it's, it's not the same we used to use. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Amen. I want to start this week uh, a Bible study, and I don't want to rush into it because uh, the message in this Bible study, um, it has to do with curses and blessing. And so, uh, uh, biblically, we're going to go into the Word of God. Uh, we are going to see, uh, we're going to learn through the Word or by the Word into what the Lord also has shown us and revealed to, to my life about curses. I know that in the past I have shared uh, uh, teaching about curses and blessing, and it's been a blessing. The teaching has been a blessing because life has been, has been set free by the Lord. Amen. And so I, I, I usually share what the, Lord, uh, what the Lord reveals to me. You know, I... I I do have other people sending me the dreams, and I do apologize because some people want me to bring the dream uh, on the air, but I'm not going to do that tonight. I may do it tomorrow. I have a few dreams uh, sent to me, and I'm going to go ahead and, and read them tomorrow night. It has to do with the rapture. It has to do with judgment. They are they are really powerful words, brothers and sisters. But I feel that from the Lord that, that what I need to share about about the, the curses and blessing is very important too because people are under attack right now and they don't realize how or why. How are they being attacked or why and how to uh, 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 come against this attack of the enemy in their life and their family and their relationship spiritually, in so many ways, financial, uh, mentally, oh man, uh, it's just, just be people being attacked, and they don't even know how to come against these attacks, and this is in all way how Satan had done this for thousands of years, and, and the, word, the Word teaches us, but a lot of people cannot see it in the Word, so we're going to go into the Word, and we are going to share this, because after this teaching, after these three, three days teaching, I call it, 
Uh, some people will know how to come against this attack, and, and they'll have victory over it from the Lord. You, we are more than victorious in Jesus Christ. All right? And praise the Lord. The Lord will always reveal us. There's nothing hidden that will not be brought to light. It's in the Word of God. And so the Lord is going to bring it to light to, to, to help us understand, to teach us, to help us overcome, because we are more than overcomer. Brothers and sisters, and also the word teaches us that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Amen. And so, and if we're going to start in Ephesians, and we, we need to understand something here in Ephesians six, uh, uh, twelve. Ephesians six twelve says, "For we wrestle not against flesh or blood." Okay, we have a comma there. We're going to slow down. We 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 wrestle not against flesh or blood. Amen. Uh, we're not wrestling against human, okay? Uh, uh, most of the time we're not. We wrestle not, okay? And even when we sin, and I want to explain this, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against human, okay? But a lot of times it seems like we do. But it's still not human. They can be be used by Satan, by demons, brothers and sisters. And, and if you don't have the sermon, you won't realize that. You will not understand that. And so that's why God is explaining to us here in his word that our wrestling, are, and, and I look, I even looked up the word wrestling, wrestle, okay? And, and the word wrestle is to take, in part, take part in a fight. We've we seen WrestleMania, uh, which is the, the WWF wrestling. You see how they wrestle? Well, that gives you an idea. But those are human against human. The Bible tells us that that's not what's going on in the body of Christ. That's not what's going on to, to humanity. The real wrestle that humanity is having is against demon. Watch this. Watch what Ephesians says. The real, the, real, the real wrestle that we're having, who is against? For we wrestle not against flesh or blood, but against principality. Principality. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, join this together with revelation and dreams and revelation of the Lord and visions of the Lord. In, in, in one occasion, the Lord took me to the heavenly places. There's a planet. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a planet. It's in the air. Principality of the air. Yes, they're in the air. They fly back and forward in the air. I see this principality. I also met the head of this principality, the leaders. Uh, we know that the leaders of darkness is Satan. We also know that, according to the word of God, yes. But they, he has also right hand, left hand. He has demon, he commands. He got principality who he has in charge of thousands and millions and billions who he commands. And so the one that is in charge of the principality is called Balak. Balak, okay, King Balak. He is evil, he is bad. I met him. Like twice, and it was very important for the Lord to meet um, this principality, this principality alone. As I also see all the other thousands upon thousands of other that are under Him, okay? And He, in the heavenly places, He owns a castle, a castle, very large castle. It looks like a large mansion, but divided in, in, with several uh, walkways or hallways, and huge, huge place, brothers and sisters. Amen. So, uh, these principality, I saw this in the heavenly places when Jesus took me. They were being sent to the earth 
to attack the church, to attack Christians. I heard when the order was being given to them, they said, go to the earth and attack the bride, attack the Christian, come against them. Shalom there, Brother Miguel. And so, the Lord wanted me to hear, the Lord wanted me to see, so I can come and explain this, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Because there is so much behind. You think there's evil in the government. There's much evil behind them. Okay? So we rest on our against flesh or blood. Amen? And again, we looked up the word rest or take part in a fight. As, either as a sport or in, or in earnest. Uh, in um, one's opponent trying to throw one or force them to the ground. So in end of wrestling, the purpose is for you to knock down or bring down your enemy or hold, or hold your enemy against the floor. Okay? That's the purpose of the wrestling. Why would the deep principality want to hold you against the floor? Hold you uh, or they use very different matter to hold someone against the floor, either putting uh, uh, the hand against the neck or the shoulder, different different way to bring someone down. But in the spiritual realm, they also use different methods to bring people down, bring Christians down, especially if a Christian don't pray. If a Christian don't have a prayer life, a constant prayer life where the person is repenting of their sin, Okay, becoming under the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness, the person can be brought down by demon easy. We're easy. Okay, and it's not that the Lord is not protecting, protecting us or watching over us. I don't want you to misunderstand this Bible study that we're going to begin tonight. The Lord is always for us. Okay, He's for us. Amen. And he will fight for us. But if you are not a, 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 if you don't have a prayer life, a constant seeking the Lord, repenting, okay, we, we rest or not against flesh and blood. So understand what is going on in the spiritual realm, which a lot of Christians ignore or have very little knowledge of it. And that's not good. That's not good. Because that's why we have the Bible and we have to study the, the Bible. So we rest or not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And we see that the the the, um, the word principality there with an X, with a uh, there are many many just as I saw against powers. Okay, now when the Bible gives us against powers, uh, I seen this from heaven one time. I was a lot of look down to earth, and I seen these powers. Some people can call them forces, but they are powers. The Bible say that moves on the earth. They have no form, they have no face, they are just powers that, that travels around the earth doing evil, dark power, brothers and sisters. I seen this, and I was like, wow. But in the last day, these power, their power have increased, okay? Some way, somehow, as humanity continues to sin, as humanity continues to do evil, because the one thing that people say, uh, people say good and evil, or good and bad, I'm sorry. But it should be good and evil. The Bible tells us that we will know good and evil. Okay, people say that, it's evil. Bad word? No, evil word. 
it all comes from the spiritual realm first into our physical realm, and it manifests itself through people's mouth, through people's actions, through people's behavior, through people's disobedience, wicked acts, homosexuality, the killing of those innocent babies, abortion, all these behaviors that are being manifested, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. All these behaviors that are manifesting in these last days come from the spiritual realm first. And they're being manifest because they are finding open door. Open door. Sin. Sins are open door. The action, the evil action of human beings. Open door. And so they use that. Praise you, God. Because to Adam was given the power to take care of the garden. Okay? To protect the garden. Adam has the responsibility to take care of the garden. You have the responsibility before God to take care of your own life. Okay? To take care of your own life. Thank you, Lord. And so you need to understand that you are responsible for your action. That's why I tell people, if we are explaining something that the Lord has given for me to give to you, and you're distracting me with something else, it is not good. Because I'm bringing you a word, and it's going to be a blessing. Thank you, Lord. And so I tell you, we are responsible. And God the Father holds us responsible for our action. And when we go ahead voluntarily, go ahead and commit sin, do our evil action, there will be punishment for that. There will be punishment for that. So the more we learn to obey God, to keep His commandment, the best we are with God, brothers and sisters. Because we're seeking obedience. We're seeking to obey Him. We're seeking to keep His commandment. And, but if we are breaking them, and we're saying, well, I don't know this, well, I didn't know this, everyone having His word in their, in their home, in their house, that they can put on their hand and read, so it's not, a, it's not an excuse. If you say to the judge, I didn't know this law, that, I, that you're accusing, that I'm being accused of being a breaking, the, the judge will say to you, ignorant is not an excuse. The judge would just say that. And that's why people are surprised in court when they are being told that, because everyone has the opportunity to learn. Everyone has the opportunity to learn. And so God... Word is free in a lot of places. People can send you a Bible for free. There are ministries that are sending Bible for free, brothers and sisters. And so being, God holds humanity responsible. God holds us responsible for our action, brothers and sisters. Amen. So we're going to dig into the Word in three days, back and forward, Amen. Explaining the word carefully without running. Amen. Because we want to get the message that God has given us clear that will be a great blessing to our life. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. I'm also babysitting, so I may have to play some music and, and, and deal with my son. My wife is not here. Praise you, Lord. So, uh, brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. I'm going to have to take a break now and be back. Amen.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Help me to finish this Bible study, Lord. Help me to begin it and continue with it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we are in Ephesians 6.12. And again, so before we wrestle not against principality, I want to make sure I'm being heard uh, fine on the air. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. So if you can hear me, just give me a one. Praise you, Lord, before I continue. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principality, uh, against powers, against the ruler of the darkness. Those are also rulers of the darkness, brothers and sisters. Um, the Bible, what God is doing, brothers and sisters, giving us details of what is going on, okay, in the throne of Satan, around the throne of Satan. You hear that Satan is not even, even mentioned there. You can say, well, yeah, Satan, but it's not even, even mentioned the name of Satan there, Satan or Apollyon. It's not even, even Apollyon is a demon, Satan is a demon. And then comes all these that are still doing all the evil against the bride, against the world, not just the world, the, the bride, but everyone else. Uh, people being attacked one way or another. Amen. Against the powers, against the ruler of darkness of this world. Now, the ruler of darkness of this world, that has to do with government. Okay, because it's being a specific, it's, it's telling you and I, the rulers, you know, the rulers start from president down. Amen. By president, house speakers, all those secretary of state rulers, they have to do with them. Their job is specifically have to do with them. Amen. Against the ruler of darkness of this world. Against a spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. High places can be applied spiritual high places and literal, uh, literally high places. Places down here, places of government. Amen. Specifically. Uh, and, and if I go into details, where are they in, in, in the branch of government, a government? You will be stunned. I mean, I shared some things a couple of years ago that had people shaking. It was it was too strong, you know. And I should have asked the Lord before I went and shared those things because it was revelation the Lord was giving me, and I just thought I could just come out with it, not really thinking how strong it was the information. And I haven't, uh, uh, I haven't. Uh, spoken about this anymore because uh, there's a lot of immaturity in the church, but there's a lack of knowledge. So a lot of lot, lots of lack of knowledge in the, in the uh, from a lot of people. So I'm being careful. I'm I'm got to check with the Lord how much I can share. You know, I basically I usually stay with the basic on the air. The deeper stuff I share with people that are more mature, that are, we're able to handle the information. But there's so much. 
so much stuff the Lord had revealed to me in regard to the government and what is being run by the devil that if you knew, you'll be stunned. A lot of people will be like, what? He's running that. He's doing that. And it is so evil, you won't believe how much it is. But it's all happening, and it's in the Word of God. The rulers of darkness of this world, this world, not the world to come over the past world, this world. Paul says, this world, the Bible says. So understand what is going on in the spiritual realm, brothers and sisters. It's affecting everything. That's why we need to be under the blood. That's why, brothers and sisters, that's why God is telling us to put on the armor. Okay? That's why. That's why. Because if you don't know what is happening, if you have no if you don't have the understanding of what is going on in the spiritual realm, you're always going to be attacked and you're not going to understand why or how. What am I doing wrong? A lot of people are beating up themselves. Amen. Now, when we talk about putting the armor, a lot of people don't even know how. How do you put on the armor, they say? And I have to, it's, that alone has to be explained because a lot of people don't, uh, they read Ephesians, we go back there, Ephesians, <clears throat> thank you, Lord. 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be standing against the, 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 the wiles of the devil. What armor? Bible tells you what armor. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know. And so we're going to live the armor by the word later on by the last day. Okay? We're going to live the armor because you need to understand first what is going on. A doctor to handle your problem, you, you're complaining that you have a pain in your stomach to your doctor. Okay, he needs to he needs to take X-ray. He needs to do a lot of things before he can handle what's going on with you. And so, a lot of people are are dealing with things they don't know, they don't understand, and so they don't know what they're doing. They just they think they're doing. Oh, I'm putting on the armor, but they don't know that they are, the armor. God gives you specific armor for a specific attack. They don't know that. They don't know that. And so the enemy go around their lack of knowledge and attack them. And so that's why it has to be explained by the word, step by step, so you can put on the armor, but you need to know how, what armor, what the Bible say about the armor. Let's study it deeper. Let it, let's get a, a clear understanding of what the armor is. Because a lot of people don't know what the armor is. They hear armor. What armor? What, arm, what armor he's referring to? They don't know. So that's why we're going to go into the Word, and we're going to point to the armor. Okay? Point to the armor. Praise to God that you have it every day. And you won't believe how protected you'll be against the evil wiles of the enemy. Or any attack of the enemy, you're protected. Because a lot of people say, well, I put on the armor this morning. How come I got attacked? And they're going through all these attacks. And they don't know how to handle that. And the Bible teaches you how to handle that. But then you don't know the armor. Or you don't know how to put them on. So we're going to go into all of that.
Amen. We're living for the last days. But first, let's understand, brothers and sisters, how they are attacking us. Okay, because these 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 uh prince these demons. Go back to the word here. Hallelujah. These rulers of darkness of this world come against against your your credit, your financial situation. Isn't it funny that when you have when you have little money, is when the government wants more from you. The people that have a lot of money don't have problem with the government. It's the people that have little money that have problem with the government. He says, he's in all government branches attacking Christian and people overall through so many different ways that they don't know how to they don't know how to uh, have a disarmament against those attacks. The Bible teaches us how, but they don't know how. Amen. And so the enemy uses those branches of government like the RRS, okay, to attack people that way, but because they don't know, they don't know how to protect themselves from that, which the Lord teaches us, and the Lord can protect us from that. The RRS keeps coming against them. You want, you want to, I'll give you one simple step. When the RRS comes against you, send the Lord against them and watch what happens. But it's not about the armor today. We will talk about it more in detail. And you're going to see what happens when they come against you and you send the Lord against them or you put the armor against them. You see what happens. They'll stop immediately. They'll even apologize to you. Praise the Lord. And then you understand that it's happening in the physical, but because you pray in the spiritual, now they're apologizing to you. Now you understand that it's first in the spiritual that it happens before it becomes in the spiritual. Before they can come against you in the physical, the order comes from the spiritual. But if you don't know that, they keep coming against you and you keep seeing it as a physical problem, but you haven't, you haven't done anything about it. Thank you, Lord. And we're going to take all this, and you're going to see. You're going to have victory over all these things, and you're going to say, like, wow, I didn't even know. I mean, when the Lord helped me with this stuff, I was shocked. I had the, the RS after me for years, and I was paying them. I mean, I was in payment plan. I was paying everything I owed them. And at one time, after I paid them, they still came against me. And I said, what is going on with these people? I'm, I'm, I'm in a payment plan. I'm paying faithfully there. And they're still coming against me. But it was the devil sending them against me. And when the Lord let me know, and I went to the Lord about this, and he taught me, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, it stopped. Immediately it stopped. You see, because the devil will come against you. But when you don't know it's a devil, you think it's men, you think you're wrestling against flesh and blood. Are you understand now? Are you understanding what Ephesians 6 12 says? You wrestle not against flesh and blood. I kept blaming men. I kept blaming men. Thank you, Lord. I kept blaming men. And I did not understand until the Lord. Help me understand, because he always has to help us, brothers and sisters. He always has. 
that it was it was not man. It was the devil himself coming through me, coming against me. And when the Lord helped me understand that, huh, the Lord put a stop to that. Amen. And until you don't, a lot of people don't, they still arguing with people. They still fighting with people. They still calling them and insulting them on the phone, calling them all kinds of things. They're still wrestling with flesh and blood. But you are not. You see, you are not. You are not wrestling against flesh and blood. You think you are because you're talking to people. That's the way I used to think until the Lord opened my eyes. Until the Lord opened my eyes, then that's when I understood. I said, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Praise God. Let's go to number 22 now. Let's go to number 22. Book of number, chapter 22. Praise the Lord. We have something going on here that is going to help us understand this Bible study. Some things are going to be deeper than deep, but it's going to help you understand even more. And it will be such a blessing. I know it will be because it's been to my own life. Amen. Number 22 one says, The children of Israel went forward and pitched camp in the plain of Moab on the side of the Jordan and, and by Jericho. And Balak, the, same, the, the son of Sippar. Balak, the son of Sippar. You see that we read sometimes. But we don't, we don't really study. We don't really study. The Bible is telling us here uh, who was Balak and where did he come from. Well, Balak, uh, Balak as, you, as we read, listen careful now. Balak the son of Sippor saw all the Israel had, had done unto the Amorai. Okay? Now, the son of Sippor. Who was Sippor? Who was this man, if we can call it a man, Sippor? Well, I went to, to study the history of Sippor because Sippor was the, 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 the son, the son of, of Balak. I'm sorry, the father of Balak. Balak was the king. Okay? He was the king of Moab. And so... Uh, Balak was a son of Sippor. Now, I looked up who Sippor was. He, I, this is the information about, about, I found about Sippor. Uh, 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 it tells you the Balak.